0: Hey everybody, happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who I have to assume is still picking
1: a little bit of glass out of his beard from last week, Derek Albin. You know what? This is actually an opportunity to tell you something that I have been saving for this podcast. So Sunday night, my girlfriend's getting ready to leave the apartment and I go to put on my shoes. So I pick my shoe up. And as I'm getting ready to, you know, untie the laces a little bit and get it ready, a tiny little piece of uh, glass falls down into the heel part of the shoe, and I pick that out. And I'm like, well, holy shit, you know what this is from? This is from GCW. Holy shit, it's been in there for over a week. Hey, man, it's a souvenir
0: that you're going to get to keep forever. I mean, I've washed my New Japan hoodie since then, and, you know, it cuts me every fucking time I put it on. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of diseases that are going to be a souvenir that we get to keep forever from that show. And you know what? That didn't cost us a dime. Just nope. F- <laughs> just four hours uh, and a uh, little bit of dignity, a lot of night terrors. Yeah, really just really a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming. F- it's just free souvenirs that last a lifetime, buddy. But it's, it's safe to say that I am not over it yet. I'm still thinking about it every day. Uh, they have made a lasting impression on me. GCW, goddamn you. Hit my goddamn music. <laughs>
1: W's in the past, man. We got a new episode today. We got lots to talk about. Holy shit, there's a lot going on.
0: But I feel like I do need to say, overall, people, their response to the GCW episode was positive that they got to hear it without being
1: at it. It was positively negative. Everyone was like, ooh. That was kind of everyone's reaction to to the show, which was, holy shit, that's a funny episode. Everyone loved it, but ooh. Yeah, a lot of people just kind of apologized
0: to me that I went. Like like that it was their fault. <laughs> like they were Metal Dave.
1: Are, do you think well did, I guess Metal Dave did apologize for getting us to go to the show, but he shouldn't because it made for a fucking great episode. Oh, I thought you were going to say
0: but you know it didn't it wasn't effective because no apology will ever be enough. How are you recovering, honestly? Um, Have you moved on entirely? Well, my coworkers and my managers knew where I was because I was posting on Instagram the whole time, and it got brought up in an actual meeting the other day at work. Uh, So I was sitting there with two managers, and it got brought up like, oh, did you get any blood on you today? And then the other manager, you know, asked what that meant, and I had to explain, and then partway through the meeting, I just hear the other manager go, oh, damn – (laughs) <laughs> he's looking down <laughs> at his phone, watching GCW on YouTube during the meeting, and is just swearing now. Uh, an he, important environment because because at first he was saying like, "Oh, I, this sounds like something I I would want to go to," and as he's watching it, see him go. Oh my God, you went to saw. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I I have actually kind of gotten over it. I do feel like I'm a worse person for going for being in that environment, but I also feel like it makes for a great story. So, and you feel like you can conquer the world now. There's no wrestling. You
0: can say I can go to anything. I went to the GCW Death Match. Yeah, sure. Also, there I rewatched <laughs> a couple clips online, and uh, there was one where Joey Janela did the double stomp into the tax. I didn't remember that uh, the, the gentleman he was fighting was already laying on the razor board. Oh, yeah. There was one where he was laying on the razor board, and he basically gave him the coup de gras on the razors.
1: We should probably stop reliving this. I can't. It lives in my head forever. This is well, where it try- is. Let's it, try to get it out of your head, because we actually have some pretty cool stuff to talk about today on the episode. Oh, did uh, anything exciting things. happen this week? Because uh,
0: I'm still thinking about getting Nick Gage's blood all over me.
1: Well, you know, one of the things we could talk about, you know, to kind of transition away from this is so much has happened since the GCW episode where we talk about how traumatized we were and that the next night after GCW, we went to a Ring of Honor show, um, out and what like exactly in the same town wasn't it oh yeah
0: it was may it was less than a mile from the foreman mills that we got yeah. tortured in yeah a lot a, a lot more p- pleasant experience oh that was a wonderful yeah. night we went to uh, ring of honor war of the worlds that's where a few new japan guys are there for the night ended up getting turned into a tv taping and we got to see some
1: pretty fucking awesome matches and we got to see it from ringside, which it had been a while since I'd been at a wrestling show ringside. If you don't include the shit from the night before. Um, <laughs> you don't count that? No, because that wasn't wrestling. Oh, I said it. I'm an asshole. Fuck you. It was murder. It you was Saw. I, I'm you on had Nick- a coworker. call it Saw and you accepted it. I'm just saying, when Nick Gage comes after you, I'm on his team. Look at how we immediately went back to it. No, the next night we went to Ring of Honor. I had a lot of fun. It was was some of the most fun I've ever had at a wrestling show. Um, We had some pictures that we put up online. We had some videos that took off. A couple of the videos uh, took off mainly with the Japanese audience, and we were getting retweets and likes out the ass from people whose profile I couldn't read. I have to assume they're not listening to the show,
0: that they're just a fan of Naito. Or, Or a bunch of the people that were in that
1: match. Or,
0: yeah, I mean, the main event of this show ended up being the Bullet Club versus uh, Los Ingobernables de Japan. You did it! I did it. I think I think I (laughs) I fucked up Japan at the end. Like, I think I tried to do it, like, fancy, but I I think I fucked that up. But you know what? No, I think you did well. It felt good to say it with confidence, even though the confidence disappeared at the end. That match, though, (laughs) it really shows you how... It showed you kind of how overall these guys are.
1: Yeah. No, it it was really awesome. They did they did so much in this match with so little. Um, a lot of it was just everybody getting their shit in, everybody doing little spots. I think the Bucks took like maybe one dive out of the ring, um, but it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of showboating. Everyone getting tagged in, doing their stuff, and and the the crowd was hot for the entire. Actually, for the entire show, uh, the Chicago crowd was really hot for the Ring of Honor show, and uh, I had a lot of fun. And we got some, like I said, we got some great footage of Bernard the Bear. Uh, interacting with the uh, with the performers on the outside, uh, the footage that we have of Hangman Page like yelling at him and Bernard shaking his head and not having an explanation. Let me tell oh you, get into
0: high five Bernard at the end of a show, regardless if he was blinded uh, and wet. <laughs> He took some mist to the face. He did. Bushy gave him some green mist right to the eyes. And Bernard sold it for about 20 minutes on the side of the ring.
1: (laughs) Even after the show was over. When
0: it was over, Cody led Bernard out of the ring, (laughs) kind of away from the ring. And uh, he still was high-fiving fans as he walked by. And uh, that that was getting to meet Mickey Mouse to me. Like getting to really see Bernard, the business bear, (laughs) up close. That that was really my Disney World experience. (laughs)
1: Oh, man, it would have been so gold if we had been able to stop him for a minute and get a picture with him. That would have been the true Disney World Mickey Mouse experience. Well, it's it's hard to get a picture
0: with somebody who's just been blinded. You know, it's (laughs) I understood like he needed to get to the
1: back. He needed to wash that green shit out. Do we even know what green mist is? No, I have no idea. But I also said to you when we got in the car, I was like, I don't know how you get that out of the out of the uh, fur, the pseudo fur. Do you shout? How do you how do you wash that? A warm washcloth. We just throw Bernard
0: away, and we find out we just get a different <laughs> Bernard altogether. <laughs> That's why you he's all fucking business. Speaking of uh, green mist, there was a, there was a man throwing some green mist with his eyes at us. One of the ring attendants to Ring of Honor fucking hated me and you.
1: Yeah, there was a guy on the outside there that like I with like during the first match decided he didn't like us yelling things. And once I realized that I, I was yelling things even more and I didn't give a fuck. He didn't, I don't know who it was, but he was a guy who would collect, you know, like the, uh, the streamers, you know, after they would throw it, he would move some of the wires for the cameras and, or the cables for the cameras. And anytime we yelled something, he looked at us like, you guys are fucking assholes for yelling at wrestlers. And we were just sitting there trying to have a good time. And once you, like, I, I made you aware of it. And I don't know what were your thoughts on that. I, I like we were there to have a good time, and he just well, didn't seem to be enjoying his job. Well, I think that he was probably a wrestler in training.
0: That was the vibe I got from him. And I think that he didn't like anyone in the crowd thinking they knew anything about wrestling.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna butt heads with a lot of people if that's gonna be the mentality we take. Hey, I'm not claiming to know shit. But I,
0: I had paid my money. I was having a good time. Like, we weren't shouting obscenities. We were just, uh, you
1: know, we were playing along. No, but you know what? We were, we were playing along with the show. That's what we were doing. The guys, like a couple rows behind us, they were the ones that were yelling shit that was outside of kayfabe. Maybe he thought that was
0: us. Maybe, because we actually had two, two guys behind us that legit sounded like Beavis and Butthead.
1: I just remember at one point they were yelling something about Seth Rollins and. I, I oh, you don't know. got your fucking Rusev
0: Day chant out of them too. I, I did. How did that make you feel? Did you feel like it was good? It wasn't in a good spot. See, because you were telling me you were going to do it. And I think when the two guys that were annoying you did it, I think there was part of your brain that was like, oh, fuck. Garrett's right. Garrett's right. I didn't like the sound of their voice. You didn't like the cut of their jib. Sorry. I don't so, know. What were some other highlights of the night? We got to see, uh, got to see know, bully, they're, they're, bully Ray. We got to see him give a uh, flip Gordon a salute, talk about how, uh, he didn't realize he was, you know, a serviceman and said how much he respects our troops before kicking everybody out in the dick.
1: Yeah, there was that. We got to witness, uh, something that kind of pissed me off, but that was what it was in, intended to do was a uh, referee reversed her a decision on Austin Aries versus Elias, uh, Hey, fuck how did that, how did it play out again like so it Austin Aries ended up winning the yeah Austin Aries you know yeah. doing
0: the belt collector thing I think he already had three belts he was fighting Silas for the TV championship yeah. and Beer City Bruiser came out to interfere but then Kenny King came out to to save the day make sure yeah. there was no interference and I did end with him hitting Silas I believe yeah there and was no referee a referee came out counted Austin Aries won. we all got that moment of celebration for him but then fucking uh, god damn it why did i just forget his name yeah todd. That's, i'm blanking todd. on the todd todd fucking todd fucking todd comes out and's like nope can't do that like everybody else in every other match is goddamn cheated todd why right. why does this one uh, suddenly, S- suddenly
1: matter suddenly there's instant replay for todd really really stretching the uh, wrestling rule book as far as it can go there Comes out, reverses the decision, Austin Aries doesn't win. Results in Austin Aries throwing a little bit of a tenter, temper tantrum and uh, attacking Kenny King. Does he kick him in the dick too? I think that it was
0: probably a. I mean, dick hits are in right now, man. <laughs> <I> did, <laughs> Clearly, did you see the uh, the picture? It was I think Shinsuke and uh, Kota Ibushi somewhere in Japan recently hanging out, and they were in an intersection, and it was just a, a photo of Shinsuke giving Ibushi a uh, low blow in the middle of a crosswalk. I didn't see this. That's fucking hilarious. I love that he's just, he's like, it doesn't matter where I'm at. Dicks are getting it. Like, if I was working at the airport and I saw him coming through the line, I'd just immediately call security over.
1: <laughs> You'd bolt. Yeah, no, um, we saw a bunch of cool stuff at this show. It lasted, like, what, almost four hours? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, the TV tapings, usually they film, you know, three,
0: four episodes. That's one thing Ring of Honor doesn't really have down. Like, when you go to a WWE show just smooth sailing straight through a uh, ring of honor show. There's a lot of stoppage and there should be a little something like maybe music or even just a guy just asking me if I had a
1: good time. It gave me an opportunity to go get a beverage, which was nice.
0: Which so. uh, I saw one of the briscoes in line buying beer. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> his, his ma- he put his match in. He was done. Just, just waiting in line. And that's a guy that you can't hide. He stands out in a crowd.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, um, I think the Ring of Honor show kind of washed the uh, taste of GCW out of our mouth, at least, uh, at least temporarily. You will actually be back here in Chicago in just a few weeks uh, for uh, NXT and Money in the Bank, um, which is happening, what, the weekend of June 15th? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the, what is it, the 13th and 14th or something
0: like that? Yeah, but yeah. Well,
1: around then. Yeah, no, uh, I think NXT is on uh, Saturday, June 16th, and I think uh, Money in the Bank is June 17th.
0: Regardless of but, uh, when it is, I will be
1: there. I have not requested <laughs> off work yet or anything, well, but uh, I'm going to be at this show. Nice. Yeah, no, um, yeah, that's coming up, so you'll be back up here for another show. And I think uh, to transition out of the Ring of Honor show, God, because we've had so much stuff that's happened since we recorded the GCW episode, everyone kind of knows by now from the bonus episode that we uh, we're all in. Here at Predetermined Podcast. Uh we will be uh going to the all in show and as we have been announcing on social media, we were uh also able to get into uh something a little special that, you know a couple days before all in. Why don't you uh inform our listeners uh what's the what's the big deal around these parts, my friend? So Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout is
0: officially all in at StarCast, Woo! which is we're basically up. at this point, Indie Wrestling Comic Con. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it sounds like from what Cody Rhodes was saying on uh, the Edge and Christian podcast that he was contacted by them and they pretty much were like, we'll do whatever you want us to do. Like, you know, they're not officially like labeled as all in, but it is a company that's basically just Bullet Club. Do what you like. We'll do whatever you ask us to do. Uh, and they did allow for several podcasts to be a part of a podcast row, which includes yours
1: truly, the two of us here. This this all kind of came together last minute because I, I don't, did, did we even fully realize that this was something that we could do? No. Um, I until was, like the last, like the, the 11th hour? Yeah, it was the last day. Uh,
0: or well, not the last day, but it was just, it came down to it and I saw like, oh my God, I didn't realize that anyone could be a part of this. Uh, you know, even though we do have millions and millions of listeners,
1: <laughs> we we are, a, we are a relatively new, small podcast that we're just excited as shit because this is an opportunity for us to get our name out there. So, I mean, this is just huge. Like, I, I wasn't even counting on this being a thing, and we just can't overstate how excited we are. We're going to be there Friday, August 31st. We'll um, actually be I, there all four days of the Well, thing. right, but we but, will be set up Friday,
0: August thirty first. But yeah, on that Friday, we'll have a table set up. Uh, we're going to be doing some live podcasting from a table in front of people, which is going to be interesting. That means people can come
1: by and, and watch. The super you and exciting I. part. The super exciting part is we will be interviewing guests. We don't know who. We don't even necessarily exactly know how many, depending upon how they split it up. We just know how many times we'll get to interview guests. And that's another exciting thing, because other than Metal Dave, that'll be like, you know, probably one of our first guests. And I don't Uh, know about celebrity guests anyway. Basically, people are going to get
0: to come by and watch us hanging out in real time. Uh, I know that's exciting for you. You've wondered what it looks like when Derek and I hang out. You're going to get to see it if you come to the Friday of StarCast. And uh, there is, there's plenty of stuff to come to that day at StarCast. I believe the uh, Roast of Bruce Pritchard is that night. They haven't nice. announced the guests. But to me, the biggest one of the night is they're having the official all-in weigh-in. So by that, yeah. po- by that point, we're going to have matches announced. And they're going to actually come out for the press conference, have to do the weigh-in and do uh, the face-off the day before the show.
1: And we're, they're doing that on Friday?
0: They are doing that Friday. That's Friday <clears throat> that's evening. That's so cool. I think that's like 8 to 10. And uh, you better believe that our table is going to be empty during that because I'm going to be over there looking at that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we got I think included with it, we got like four day VIP passes, media access, like just like, again, this is so cool because, you know, we just started just a few months ago and we're excited to be up there with a bunch of other up and coming podcasts. We've uh, had some people reach out to us. We've reached out to some people kind of congratulating each other on on this uh, chance that we have and uh yeah no, it's gonna be cool interacting with all be... of you you what's that i said it's gonna be cool interacting with all of our listeners everyone oh, like, you know, absolutely when it comes up to us so
0: and you know who um, else is in podcast row fucking james ellsworth's got a podcast i didn't know about i bet you know he could be sitting at the table next to us he better keep his chin out of our business oh there he will he will i watched uh I watched Matt you know Riddle why. try and knock his chin off his face, and it just didn't happen. He said, yeah. "Need a chin?" Didn't happen.
1: <laughs> he's not going to get his chin in his business, uh, in our yeah. business, because he doesn't have one. That's I do think
0: I do think it's going to be weird having guests on this because, just so you know,
1: I will not change the format of us hanging out. <laughs> you will if they hand us somebody that's not in. Watch, Randy Orton will be there that weekend because he's injured. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or Bob Holly. But you know what, in all seriousness, when you go over the list of potential guests, everyone that's going to be there for StarCast all four days, it would be exciting to interview any any one of those people. It would be huge for our podcast, obviously, since, you know, we're so new and we have we have a preference list. We were talking about this a little bit yesterday. We do have some people uh, that we would prefer to interview. And um, I think my number go-
0: one is different than your number one.
1: You don't know what my number one is.
0: Oh, I have a feeling I know who your number one pick would be. And I'm going to go ahead and just tell everybody right now. If I had a say in it, Derek and I would be hanging out with goddamn Macaulay Culkin chatting pro wrestling. Because that just seems like it would be a good fit.
1: I'm going to go with our conversation that we had yesterday over the phone. If we could get Noel Foley and Macaulay Culkin Culkin on our uh, podcast during starcast that would be fucking amazing that to me they would fit right in with the with the theme of the show don't you think i think they would hang out with the
0: best of them and by the best of them i mean fucking us professional hangouts
1: <laughs> but uh i mean there's like i said there's tons of people that would be exciting to have there i like you said yesterday i just don't know if kevin nash and scott hall as awesome as that would be to have them there do you think that they would be able to just hang out with a couple of marks and shoot the shit? I think it would be weird as hell. Like, I
0: mean, Scott Hall was your childhood favorite. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you still have action figures of him somewhere in your room. Not not here, but well, you know, in a room in somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if he were sitting there with us, I feel like he's uh, I'm not saying Scott Hall. You would be fun. scared. You would be scared. Just I'm, say it. I'm not afraid of Scott Hall. He's, he's seem, I mean, he's the bad guy, but, you know, he seems nice. You would be scared. I'm, not, I'm just afraid to, You know that the dynamic
1: isn't going to work. You would try to run the same way you did at GCW. Why do you think I fear these men? Because I think you're afraid you'll say something that'll upset them, and that they'll get angry, and then you'll have to try to talk them off the ledge, and you'll make it worse. I, I do not think that will happen. I hope that's oh. who we
0: get now. Oh fuck you. Fuck you. I'm <laughs> going to make sure that we get the one guy that you're most afraid of. Who Hopefully is... Boogeyman will be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. No, um It's coming to fuck your dreams, my friend. Th- it's going to be so
1: it's going to be so fucking hard for us to figure out like to agree on what we're going to do all 4 days there because there's going to be so many cool things to see. And what's cool is that they're gonna let us. Uh, we can basically record a lot of the stuff that they have going on there, and we can use it on the on the podcast. We can't do any video, but uh, yeah, that's that's. I mean, like when when you came to me and said that we were in with Starcast, and that it was such a last minute thing, it's a big fucking deal. So please, if you're going to Starcast all all end weekend, make sure you come by, say hi, listen to us. Uh, listen to us doing some some wrestle hangout. Live in person. And uh, you never know who we'll be interviewing. We're, we're, we're hoping for Macaulay Colkin and Noel Foley.
0: <laughs> What's funny is I was telling a friend about like, yeah, these are some of the people that are there. And he's like, and you're not going to request. He, he was like, his mind was blown that I wasn't just like, yeah, Marty Skrull. It's like, I, I mean, I love Marty Skrull, but I want to hang out with Macaulay Colkin. <laughs> <That's...
1: laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what I, I would honestly, I think it would be huge for us to be able to interview any of the guys from the bullet club that weekend. And maybe we'll get that opportunity because this is, this is a huge fucking deal. And those are kind of like the founders of the weekend. And I would love to get their insight on what's going on. Um, Do you truly
0: believe that they didn't think they were going to sell out in day one?
1: I don't know. I don't believe I I, I go, I I go, I go back and forth on it because We, from the outside, know how big of a fucking deal this is, but maybe they're in a bubble. Some people are in a bubble and they lower their expectations and they don't want to buy into the hype because they don't want to be disappointed. You know, Cody said after that Ring of Honor show that they were hoping to, you know, sell, what, 4,000 tickets in the first month and then, you know, announce matches and, you know, advertise over the summer and to get everything filled. And then they sell out in 29 minutes. And honestly, the thing about that all-in show selling out that quickly... It probably would have sold out even quicker if the website for the tickets hadn't crashed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I know personally, you know, from what we experienced, I mean, we were not even having a a shot at getting tickets for, like, 15, 20 minutes at least. No luck whatsoever. So, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, you can say that (laughs) they... You know, you watch the last, the like, well, I guess the second to last episode of Being the Elite, and they look genuinely humbled and overwhelmed by it. So, I don't know. Believe what you want to believe, man. Maybe they didn't think that it would sell out that quickly.
0: It doesn't like it doesn't bother me if they're you know trying to work us and be very humble for this because the way it's playing out right now would be a great fucking Disney movie, with the underdogs taken over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just, especially I, just,
0: considering what else went on this week, and like in the world of pro wrestling, like we had this ten thousand seat show sellout, and then we had a gigantic purchase—not a purchase of WWE, but we're finding out that SmackDown, a billion dollar
1: deal going to Fox, five years, one billion dollars, and that begins, I believe, in October of twenty nineteen. Jesus and. And and here's the thing, and I pointed this out today on social media, that's just for SmackDown. I mean, you know that Vince considers SmackDown his B-show, and it got him $1 billion in, in TV rights. And it's gonna it's not going to FS1, it's going to Fox. And that means, that's well, going to be, in a, I mean, a lot of households are going to have access to it. It's not on USA Network, so. So,
0: yesterday when that was announced, my initial thought was, holy shit, this could actually be very, very huge for this. Because, you know, like you said, not everyone has USA. Like, even if you have rabbit ears, you can you can mostly get Fox anywhere. Right. So a yep. lot of people are going to have access to this, but it's also now on, we find out it's going to be on Fridays.
1: And I'm not necessarily nuts about that time slot. I feel like a lot of people have shit going on Friday nights that they look forward to, and they don't necessarily stay in and watch pro wrestling. I'm. I was. I like SmackDown on Tuesdays, and I liked it back when it was on Thursdays. And, and you're ugh, like, I just don't know if me. I have room
0: in my life to to accept another day. You're like, Friday is not your SmackDown time. See, I think I could easily see myself waking up Saturday morning and watching uh, watching it on Hulu. You know, that's like a, like my Saturday morning cartoons. What
1: else was I gonna right, do? But, Watch Shark right, Tank? But you're not. You're not justifying them put having it on for everybody else on Friday night with that explanation. That that explains you. But Smackdown used to be on Fridays and it I mean it was widely considered like a dead time slot. But wasn't that on like UPN? It was on like whatever. My my network TV 51 or whatever the fuck it was. Like there were like You're making that up. That's not a thing. That's absolutely a thing. That was the name of the network? I, I, it was, like, my TV or my network or something. Like, that was the name of the channel they were on before they went back to USA. What
0: else came on that channel? I don't fucking know, man. Like, like what let in and what led out? Family
1: Guy. If you're going to make me look it up, I'll fucking look it up. No, I just you want, want to you to, dunk dunk like... I you. mean,
0: like, what am I seeing? Am I seeing, like, some Will and Grace reruns before and after? Th- like, am I going to catch
1: a Frasier? Yeah, I think... I mean, I think it was a lot of reruns of shit. I think there were... You know, like, I think Family Guy or something aired on there occasionally. So you're telling me somebody
0: looking for a Family Guy rerun was disappointed when they got there.
1: It's, well, I guess this makes sense because I'm looking, I'm looking it up right now. My Network TV is an American television network syndication service that is owned by the Fox Entertainment Group division of 21st Century, 21st Century Fox. So, yeah. Eat a dick. Me or My TV? You. <laughs> question thinking i'm just bullshitting stuff to you no i mean it started out on upn um i know for a while it was on sci-fi yeah um, i remember actually when it went to
0: sci-fi i remember watching uh one of the first few shows and there was a hardcore match between rick flair and the big show that well that it- was
1: ecw oh shit that what wait was smackdown on sci-fi as well i'm i'm pretty sure smackdown wound up on, on sci-fi as well they truly don't give a shit about that show do they <laughs> i mean i just think vince shows so much favoritism to sort like towards raw yeah i don't i mean i i'm i'm pulling it up right now so keep talking tell tell the people stuff well in that that ecw i mean
0: if we're just going to talk about pro wrestling we've watched on the sci-fi channel this to this day is still one of the most disgusting spots i remember watching on television big show just ragdolls rick flair sideways into a pile of thumbtacks <laughs> and that dude's skin is just paper like even, even then that was that was maybe the start of college for us so maybe we we're 2005 jesus yeah. that guy just it was gross
1: it was gross you shouldn't do that to anyone no matter what channel it's on yeah, the the list of networks that SmackDown appeared on I'm reading right now is USA Network, the CW, My Network TV, Sci Fi Channel, TFX, UPN, and there's even more. What's TFX? Fuck if I know. Maybe that's like a like a. Well, fuck, man. I mean, they, that could be like a Canada station. Like as you're going through, yeah, you're
0: like it's also been on BBC America, PBS. Well, you know it's been on Sky local Sports. Access.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just I don't know I'm like. Are you react- surprised
0: that it was on that everyone's many stations? So,
1: everyone's so surprised that that it, I mean I I know a billion dollars is a lot of fucking money, but I also know it's I mean it's pro wrestling and it's going to like a like a like we were talking about it's going to a network that everyone has access to. So see to me that's a good thing. That means
0: that it has potential to be bigger than Raw. But then I watch Raw and I see this Bobby Lashley. Sami Zayn bit and I'm like you better hide these bits for a minute man if the paperwork isn't done like Fox can see that shit
1: and realize they made a mistake I just but you know as far as I understand don't Smackdown and Raw have different writing teams I mean I made the point today of saying that it's basically the same people you know that everything goes by Vince's desk before it makes it on to television so you know I I don't think that the Fox announcement is going to change how they handle things creatively. It's not going to become the A-show. And we don't know where necessarily where Raw's going to end up here in a few years, right? Like, Raw can end up on a different place than USA, USA Network. But do you think that that deal was made like
0: knowing that Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey were never going to be on that show? Yeah. You think that they they bought... They're like, they're willing to put the show as is on Fox.
1: So, I mean, just to play devil's advocate. So what you're saying is you think that Fox made a deal with WWE's SmackDown Live, which is their B show on the understanding that this is what the show is now. That's not good enough for us. You need to, you need to make it better by October, 2019 or else.
0: I'm just saying, like, I think that if you're going to spend a billion dollars, you probably want Ronda Rousey on your station.
1: Maybe you do. And, and maybe, I mean, they do have time to get her over there. I mean, there's a whole other superstar shakeup that they have to go through before October 2019. That's, you know, that's after the next WrestleMania. Um, I, and going back to what I was saying, how much would Raw sell for? That's how much somebody bought SmackDown Live for if raw hit the open market here soon it would probably be like almost twice that so what would be the justification on moving anybody i mean it's it's what he has smackdown live was apparently worth 1 billion dollars and i think that's hard for people to fathom i it is hard to fathom <laughs> <laughs> like
0: because like the ascension is there or you know like breeze dango like, I feel like Fox, you know, if you're gonna spend that kind of money, I pictured it more being a thing where they're like, well, fuck it. It's all just the same show again. First of all, fuck face.
1: The fashion police are on Raw. It's too hard to keep track of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> are you even a wrestling fan? <laughs> hey, I have been watching
0: so much other wrestling and I'm watch I watched the Hulu <laughs> cut today, and I I okay, for anyone that's listening just because we're gonna tell you pretty soon how to get tickets to All In from us, potentially. This is normally a very positive show. I'm like, you know what? If you don't like something in wrestling, there's plenty of other flavors of wrestling ice cream for you. But what the fuck happened with that Bobby Lashley bit? I think we got to talk about it. (laughs) Like, how did this get past enough people that it went out there? And how did Sami Zayn look so enthusiastic while he was doing something he knew sucked?
1: I don't think he did look enthusiastic, and maybe it's because I I know fucking Sammy's face, but I felt like as soon as that segment started, when they were in the ring, he knew that they were fucked. And to follow up on your other question, this is business as usual, isn't it? Don't we usually, I mean, wasn't that Alexa Bliss Bailey thing like just about a year ago? Oh, this was worse. But yeah, you
0: are correct. Like that was the first thing that came to mind as this was happening. And like, I couldn't put my finger on it, but something felt offensive about this bit. But maybe it was just
1: offensive that it was so unfunny. <laughs> I just, well, I, I think they're, <laughs> they're definitely in deep water when he announces, here comes his sisters. And then you see that, oh, that's not actually going to be his sisters. We're doing a bit and you know it's and just from the moment they stepped out onto the stage in those dresses i just like i think everyone had the same reaction which was oh fuck it's going to be one of these it's it's not going to be funny this isn't what we wanted and here's the thing you know for for all the critics of wwe for for their style of of how they present things how they do their brand of entertainment they can do some funny bits they've done the festival of friendship they have done this. And then is they your fire fired the guy the who did
0: the Festival of Friendship.
1: Right. And now we have All In. So it's not that they, they can't successfully pull off a, a funny bit in the ring that's, you know, non wrestling. It's just, I, I'm, I don't know how the fuck that made it out of the writer's room. I mean, it's, it's all, it almost came across as they had a different plan, and then that got fucking nixed, and this is what they came up with. And because then, that was I fucking like, bad.
0: I just like that somewhere on paper or in a room, somebody had to say, and then uh, Bobby Lashley hits a man in the dick with a broom. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> the credits. It's all over. Like, yeah, that, that whole thing, the whole payoff was we got to watch Bobby Lashley rack a man and drag with a broom and throw him over the top rope, and I guess he's a baby face. I mean, I guess. But Sami Zayn you know- made fun of his sisters. But also when it cut back and was showing Bobby Lashley talking about his sisters, I was like, how's this? I don't give a shit about this. This (laughs) is
1: like, yeah, I I mean, I think a lot of people would agree that his return to WWE has been lackluster thus far. Um, That segment last night didn't do anything for anybody. And I'm not even going to say that it hurt Zane or Lashley because I think everybody immediately knew that that was on the writing team that they didn't choose to do that segment. But it was just it, like it was hard to imagine that a company that just got a billion dollars for a show that that was the decision they decided to do on primetime Monday night programming for entertainment. And it was embarrassing to see as a wrestling fan. Like that was not the time to have eyes on the product if that's what they're going to be wheeling out there. So, well, yeah, and it's just funny it that stupid. after like this huge
0: moment in indie wrestling where they're, you know, doing something where it could potentially be like a, hey. We're coming for you, kind of moment, and then WWE's like, "Oh yeah, you're coming for us. We'll hit them with what we got."
1: Well, I mean, and but the funny thing is, if you—that's true. But they also did earlier in the day announce that they just got a billion fucking dollars.
0: That's what's so fucking confusing. They're like, "Look at this. It doesn't
1: matter what we do. It's like," <laughs> that's well, it. what? that's what I'm saying. Is I agree. It doesn't fucking matter what they do, Vince. Every time we see a show where the crowd boos Roman Reigns and people walk out. There's so many people, especially like if you go to the social media that say it doesn't fucking matter. They already have those people's money. You're still watching. They still have your money. They don't give a fuck because you're still going to show up at the next show. And that's true. That's 100% true until you see a show where the people in the first five rows say, fuck this. And halfway through the show or halfway during the main event of the show, they bail the people leaving and the 20 dollar upper deck seats doesn't fucking matter they just won't show it so like the idea that oh they got a billion dollars they have a bunch of pressure on them now to to deliver that's a 5 year 1 billion dollar deal they could do jack shit on that show for 5 fucking years it's 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 in ink they have your money or they have fox's money like they're golden their stock surged but yesterday is there a point though where like
0: i understand that fox has their money but is there a point where Fox can be like, no, 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 no. Festival of Friendship. And they're like, well, we fired him. And can, can Fox
1: say, well, bring him back? I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. I mean, you would think that there was something in, in the, I mean, Vince McMahon isn't obligated to hire anybody. They can probably recommend stuff and put pressure in, but. I don't know, man. It, it's I guess def- like it is. Your, my your initial point, reaction think... is they
0: were just given a billion dollars. And I hope the company that gave them a billion dollars kind of makes them have a good show. But now that they have this money and it seems like it's going to get the ratings that it gets regardless, that they can just be like, ah, who gives a
1: shit? It's still the B show, but this time it's on a bigger station. Right. I, I'm I'm more apt to think that's what's going to happen I, I to me. In fact, I saw an interaction between Bubba Ray Dudley and Road Dog today on Twitter basically indicating that, where somebody kind of implied, I can't remember what the fucking tweet was, but somebody said, so now that you have your, your money, or like, are you going to do things differently? Or like, is the show going to get better? And Bubba Ray's response was, what do you mean do better? They just got a billion dollars for doing the show that they've been doing. Like, and Road Dog responded like, yep, or whatever. Like, it's, they feel vindicated.
0: This idea they that they
1: were, they did, you know, you don't, I mean, to compare it to sports, when you hand an athlete, a big time fucking contract, you're really naive. If you think that you're handing them the big time contract to be better than what they have already been, you're giving them the contract based on what they have done thus far and SmackDown live. It got a billion dollars for what they have done thus far over the last, whatever, couple years. And it just—it's crazy to me that there's going to be a show
0: on Fox that's fronted by AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. We don't know that. I guess you're right. It's like a year from now. It could we literally do be not anyone who'll be point.
1: there. I mean, I would. I again, we don't. We keep. You brought up Brock Lesnar. You brought up Ronda Rousey. I assume Ronda Rousey will obviously still be with the company at that point, and they may move her to SmackDown. It's, it's a, like a possibility. We've been talking openly for months now that Lesnar could leave. I mean, at that point, I wonder if
0: they could do something to get Cena back. Because obviously Fox would love to have a movie star on TV every Friday night.
1: For sure. I mean, and and I, you know, we talked about this some yesterday. Like, they really, I mean, our instincts as people who comment on wrestling, as fans of wrestling... We sit here and say, well, they got a billion dollars. They should do X, Y, and Z. They don't have to do shit. They can continue running the same thing out there. I mean, you and I aren't sitting here talking about, oh, fuck, that Sami Zayn Bobby Lashley segment was so bad yesterday and they just got a billion dollars. I'm done watching. Neither of
0: us are talking about turning off the show. Well, one, we're doing this show that requires us to watch it. <laughs> and two, no, I true. wouldn't stop watching it anyway. It's a show I've been watching since I was a kid, and I'm going to watch it in a constant state of hoping that it gets better because it's it's one of those things that when wrestling's good, it's fucking it's awesome. It's really good. It's, yeah. It can be so good. And WWE has the ability to do really, really good shit, and they do once in a while. You just got to sift through a lot of bullshit to get there, and in the meantime, yep. enjoy the other shit you're watching. Uh, cause I mean, even just at that ROH show, I mean, everybody is pretty well over. I mean, we only saw a couple matches that you know just didn't do anything for anyone. But I feel like any given match on there, somebody in that ring is over enough that you're interested.
1: I guess I guess we'll end this discussion with this. This is or at least this is my last bit on it. I think that the one billion dollar deal from Fox is going to do less. To motivate them to be better programming, have better writing, and make better decisions. That's going to motivate them a hell of a lot less than watching Cody and the Young Bucks put on the greatest independent show of all time and watching the rest of the wrestling community, including former employees and legends, rally around it. That's going to rattle Vince, and that'll rattle that... I mean, it's not... Here's the thing, it's not even a threat, but uh, like financially... But it's the idea that somebody out there, like an investor or somebody can see that there's interest and, like, love for this so much that they invest money in it. Well, I would love it if, because, you know,
0: right now Mark Cuban's, like, really going in on New Japan. He's helping, like, he has that access station that he's bringing it to the U.S. It's, like, you know, getting televised where more people can actually watch it. And he seems to be into this new style of wrestling and getting people to see it. It would be fucking awesome if somebody that just had, you know, really deep pockets decided to take on another billionaire. Get us yeah. another Monday Night War. Do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and how many times on this podcast have I said, if, if not now, then when? Because I can't imagine it getting bigger than this. Even people who are huge cr- like critics of like the the way they work on the independent scene or critics of the young bucks, guys like Jim Cornette, even them, even guys like Dave Meltzer, they're tipping their hat and they're saying, well done. Holy shit. We were wrong. There's enough interest in this. I can't believe you did this. Good job. So there's something changing. And I, and I just, the $1 billion thing doesn't affect me as much because I go, ah, okay, I guess that's what Smackdown live is worth. We didn't know it. (laughs) Fox apparently thinks it's worth a billion dollars. But that's not going to motivate WWE to do, like, they just got their payday. They got their check. I'm sure it pisses Vince McMahon off watching people like Jim Ross and Paul Jericho. Heyman. And- yeah, all these people say, hey, good job. You guys are doing something great. And Vince is over there like, well, fuck you guys then. I I mean, that that has the potential to change. We, I mean, fuck, we talked about it with Metal Dave that there could be a trickle-down effect from this that does affect WWE positively. Maybe they work harder. Maybe, and fucking, how much better would things get if Paul, Triple H, took over in the next couple years? Maybe maybe that's the plan, is that Paul will be running SmackDown Live by October 2019. And maybe at that point, you know, if that isn't the case,
0: Fox sees what's going on that's popular on this other side and, like, can you make it more like this? Which is basically (laughs) just, they would just need to do it more like NXT which is And far Vince as would WWE probably say goes, fuck off. As far as WWE goes, they've got two things super right right now to me. And those two things are NXT and Total Divas.
1: They I mean they're doing that I mean you just really no-sold no me saying that. Cuz I don't you're you're trying to push the Total Divas Total Bellas thing. Hey, the premiere was this week
0: and you think I'm not going to talk about it? John you Cena got s- John Cena let these people in their house with hit their shoes on.
1: He's like, you, you know got what? Stupid fucking worked over the Nikki Bella John Cena stuff. I did not get worked. I knew it you was did. all part of the show, baby. Sure. It's part buddy. of the
0: Archie and Riverdale gang version of pro wrestling, which is total bellas <laughs> and total divas. <laughs> and if you're not hanging out with Archie and the Riverdale gang, go fuck yourself. There's the door. I'm pointing at a door, people.
1: <laughs> but no, so
0: I'm, I'm being dead ass serious. Those shows make me laugh so hard. I don't. I love watching like the pro wrestling universe continue into them having love
1: lives. So it's like it makes it even more of a soap opera. So I, I think you and I are both in agreement that we're hoping that All In Weekend and the show that the, the Bucks and Cody put on that that pushes WWE to get better. So that's something to hope for. And and even if it doesn't, we're still looking forward to it, which is a great fucking segue. Because this is the part of the show where we're going to announce to all of you, you have your first opportunity to win tickets to All In through Predetermined Pro Wrestling Hangout. We're going to tell you how to do that. And And let me just tell you this. We've been hyping this up for like a week. Before we like
0: announce, let me tell you a little bit about this pair of tickets. So we ended up with an extra set of tickets. We're like, who's going to get these? Is it going to be a friend of ours? Because we definitely have people that want them. Is it going to be our significant others? No. No, it's not. It's going to you. That maybe. Maybe it's going to you. We decided we wanted to give it to you guys. We want to give it to somebody who really, really wanted this. Because uh, I know like a lot of people had a hard time, and we just want to hopefully it ends up going to one of you guys that aren't going to turn around and sell this shit on the internet. Cause that'd make me really sad. Cause I just want somebody to go enjoy the best night of fucking wrestling they've ever seen.
1: We don't want you to do anything like that. We're going to take steps to try to prevent that from happening. And you're right. We had the opportunity to We. I mean, you, you could have turned around and sold these and, and made a nice chunk of change and we could have given them to people in our lives that we directly knew. We just thought this was an opportunity to help somebody out who didn't get tickets to all in and it's a great way to kind of promote our podcast because we came up with a game plan for how we're going to do this contest. And uh, do you want to lay it out for them, Garrett, or do you want me to? Oh, you go ahead. So what we've decided, if you want to enter to win these two tickets to All In, what you need to do for us, this is very important, so pay close attention. You need to write us a review. Write a review for our podcast on iTunes. Give us the rating. Give us the review. If you haven't already, give us the, the the subscription, but write us a nice, pretty review. Tell us what you like about the show. Uh, tell us maybe your favorite episode, write something positive. And before you send it, screenshot your comments, screenshot your review, and then send it. Wait a little bit.
0: And just know and it after- usually takes about like half a day for that review to show up. I, uh, I know a lot of people were telling me they were having issues with the reviews they were writing not showing up. If you go back and try and redo it, I think it kind of keeps resetting that clock. But I did it, and it looked like it showed up about after about, like, somewhere between, like, 8 and 12 hours.
1: Yeah. So just be patient. Don't worry. You're, we're not going anywhere. You've got a c- couple months to work with here. But screenshot the before and after of your review and your rating of our show. And then take those images that you have screenshot and email them to us with your name and your preferred email address that you would like us to contact you at. Email us at predeterminedpodcast at gmail.com. That's predetermined, P-R-E-D-E-T-E-R-M-I-N-E-D, podcast at gmail.com. And send that to us with the subject line, I want all in. And when you make that submission, we'll take it. You get, like I said, if you give us your name, your name and your email address, we'll jot that down. And later on in the summer, we'll be doing a drawing. Now, this is the first way that you will be able to enter to win these tickets. You will have other ways uh, here in the next uh, few weeks. We're going to come up with some more ways that people can enter to win the tickets. But uh, we just figured this was a great way to, you know, give you guys a chance to win the two tickets to All In. Plus, it's a way for you to help us. Um, the more reviews and more ratings we get, the easier it is for people to find our podcast when they search for it. It makes us a little bit uh, higher up the ranks in the uh, pod- wrestling podcast world. So when you scratch our backs, we'll scratch yours. And uh, hopefully one of you ends up walking away with a pair of tickets to the greatest uh, and biggest indie wrestling show of all time. Garrett, do you have anything to add to that?
0: <laughs> no, you covered it all. Like
1: I'm like thinking about I'm like, I want these. <laughs> it's like i fucked up <laughs> yeah just uh like i said make sure you, you send us the before and after image of I the uh, the do you the think review? there's somebody
0: listening right now that's like oh fuck you you're doing this so that i'll write you a review and then a necro butcher guy who like gave us the one star who said fuck you for talking about necro butcher hey i'm decided. i can't decide he might be entered you know maybe that necro butcher guy is gonna be all in i prefer five <laughs> stars but you know If uh, we we shit talk Necro Butcher and you don't like it, don't tell me about it.
1: I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, you know, we want to give everyone a fair chance. And I, I don't think we're asking too much to me. Yeah, this is a way for us to get some reviews. But, you know, we're hoping that in the process of listening to this podcast and and trying to get these tickets that you will love our show and that we will become your favorite pro wrestling podcast. Um, we like to think that we are pretty funny and we do, a <laughs> we do a good job doing this show every week and giving you guys something to kind of rally around whether it's positive or negative in the wrestling world. And so, yeah, this is something we're offering up to you, our listeners as a chance to go to all in if you missed out. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is going to be fun. I'm I'm kind of excited to see how this progresses over the next couple of months. I know. I've got a ton of
0: like, I started laying it out and realizing, like, holy shit, I have so much pro wrestling that I'm attending coming up. This is going to be a busy few months of just driving, flying, and watching pro wrestling.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're coming here for Money in the Bank. Um, I know that you're going to New York. Yeah, to basically, go to SummerSlam.
0: My upcoming schedule is next month, uh, NXT and Money in the Bank in Chicago. Then the next month, just a few weeks later, I'll be flying out to San Francisco for the G1. Uh, after that, flying out to New York, where I'm going to go to NXT with our friend Queen of the Ring. On Her name's Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, Thanks Alex. Thanks for listening. Uh, you should definitely check out her Instagram and her Twitter. I believe it's just at Queen of the Ring. I think one of those has an underscore. Probably should look that up. <laughs> We we post about she did a really good thing this week, too. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, and she posted a really nice video about how wrestling helps her depression. And I know there are some of you out there, including myself, who definitely, uh, you know, use use pro wrestling as a way to feel better about things. And, uh, you know, sometimes Bobby Lashley goes out and hits a bunch of dudes in drag and it makes you wonder, does it really help?
1: Well, (laughs) that's
0: up to you. For some people,
1: it does. Yeah, she's at a queen of the ring on Twitter. So I'm sure her Instagram has the underscore, but, but uh, uh, she- she's a, she's a fan of the podcast. Uh, sh- she's been very good to us. She's promoted some of our stuff and uh, you will be going to a show with her uh, during SummerSlam weekend.
0: Yeah, that'll be great going to NXT. Then uh, next day SummerSlam. Then what we have all in and and StarCast. So we're going to be
1: hanging out with James Ellsworth and hopefully Cole Culkin. One thing I do want to sneak in here, because you and I have talked about it a little bit, Um, we've talked about doing this in the past. Um, Garrett will be coming up again here in a few weeks to visit me in Chicago, and we're going to uh, go to NXT together on Saturday, and then he and uh, uh, somebody else, a friend of the podcast, Dalton, or Jeffy Wrestling, will be going to Money in the Bank the next night. But what we're talking about doing is that uh, Saturday, uh, June 16th, before the NXT show, we're talking about doing a predetermined to pro wrestling hangout meetup somewhere out there in Rosemont at a bar, at a restaurant, maybe uh you know three or four hours before we go to the show. So um, yeah, well just just stay tuned on that. We may make a decision on that here in the next few weeks on where we're doing that at. But uh, if you're listening, if you're in the Chicagoland area or if you're traveling into Chicago for Money in the Bank that weekend, um, pay attention. We'll be setting something up. You can come meet us. Um, We actually, (laughs) just recently, um, we have some, you know, predetermined uh, stickers. We have some predetermined snapback hats, which uh, finally got our hands on this uh, recently, a couple weeks ago. Hey, just speaking
0: of money in the bank, did you see the announcement they made today where uh, pay-per-views are going to be four hours long now?
1: Yeah, and then the, the big ones may be even longer. Yeah. There's no room for WrestleMania
0: to be longer. I get like where they're going to be like, well, SummerSlam's five hours now instead of four. Uh, I mean, where do you stand on that? Like, If you're at home watching, is that too long? If you buy a ticket, do you feel like you're getting uh, more bang for your buck? Or do you think that just wears the crowd out and makes for a weirder, worse show?
1: I'll attack this from multiple angles, and I'll start from... You were there for this past WrestleMania. I don't have a problem with the show being long when I'm at home. Because I can go to the restroom as I want to. I can go grab something to eat. I can come and go. Not a big deal. People do this with football on Sundays all the time where they just stay on the sofa and they watch football all day. So to me, once a year for WrestleMania, not that big of a deal. Um, I'm sure it's a pain in the ass for people in attendance. And I do think that the crowd getting like tired and worn out from a weekend-long festival of wrestling and then the extra-long WrestleMania show, probably did actually affect how they reacted to stuff during the show. That said, none of you are going to stop fucking watching. It goes back to what we were talking about with the Fox SmackDown stuff and the Sami Zayn segment. You're still going to follow along. They could make the show ten fucking hours. You're not going to stop being a WWE or a pro wrestling fan because of it. It'll be a pain in the ass. You'll bitch every step of the way. But but you're you're still going to be there. You know,
0: we're on the internet and that's what that's for. You're supposed to complain about <laughs> shit, I think.
1: You know, you you've had people who've talked about the idea of maybe doing WrestleMania as a two-day, you know, event. And there's a lot of reasons to do that. I mean, I mean it makes sense to me. They can you know, I mean, I don't know if that'll ever happen. There's reasons why it wouldn't happen. But it would also help them because then they could justifiably have two different main events. Exactly, like uh, like a, a double main event that truly feels like a double main event. Right, night Do one, you... night two.
0: You know, New Japan does that. I was going to say, when has there been a WWE event that's double main evented that you truly felt like you got two main events? Because I know like with New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom this year, between Okada and Naito and Jericho Omega... Those truly felt like we watched two main events.
1: I have seen WWE do pay-per-views before where I felt like I got multiple main events. I don't feel like I've seen them recently, but I know that, you know, God, like when I go back to like, I, I bring this up all the time. I feel like WrestleMania 19 was a stacked fucking card. And there were multiple matches in there that could have potentially closed that show and felt like they could have closed that show. And now they do a lot of the ebbs and flows, you know, like a typical wrestling show would where they, you know, they do a big match and then they bring the house down and they do another big match. Sometimes, you know, they'll do pay-per-views, though, where it's just boom, 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 boom. And it's like big match, big match, big match. And sometimes that's fun. Sometimes the crowd just being like fucking apeshit for like an hour and a half is is great stuff. Um, I wish they would do that more often. But uh, no, to your point, I don't think it's happened frequently or recently that they have had multiple matches feel like main event matches on the same show. Agreed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, that's kind of what I was, I guess, like, I I should have expected that. But yeah, it's just that's too long. Like, even when Backlash went like three or was that that was the last pay-per-view, right?
1: Yes, because I did a lot of bitching about it. Yeah, yeah,
0: it went three and a half hours. That was too much then. I don't need like, okay, picture like traditionally one of the worst pay-per-views is like Extreme Rules. Something that's all gimmick matches. Making that an extra hour seems just so hard.
1: Yeah, but the, you know what? If they're doing these co-branded pay-per-views, the logic is there for why they're doing it because they got a lot of talent. They got to fit on the fucking show. I mean, like the logic makes sense. It's just practically it, it, it is going to be hard to get through. I think but you're I still going to get through
0: it. I've never had an issue with the show being too long. I mean, being there, you definitely start to feel the length, but you also right. pay a lot to go to some of these WWE events. So you kind of want to feel like you got your money's worth. Yeah, more bang for your buck. I get it, uh, but you know, if you leave it short and sweet and just have like really big moments, rather than have to have too much of a mid card, which I still feel bad saying because I want these guys to get a pay per view payday. Yeah, huh? I don't I know. Mean, Fuck it. Like you said, either way, we're gonna end up watching every goddamn second of every pay per view. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's and, 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 yeah. I meant that. Like, it, like it. We can be as upset as we want i really going to be? People? I mean, it's
0: just more wrestling.
1: Um, no, and, and but I think there are people who are going to be upset by it. I mean, I know there was a lot of hemming and hawing about the, the length of the last WrestleMania.
0: But do you think that means that the pay-per-views will start earlier? Or does that mean they're going to get over an hour later than usual?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the right thing to do is to start it earlier and have an intermission. I know, like, for uh,
0: the—even at the Ring of Honor pay-per-views, they do have an intermission for the crowd, which is super nice. And all they do for the the live streaming of it is just show you an old match. And they say, while we're at intermission, here's a classic match. And then, you know, while you're walking around, you walk by, catch some cool moments from a match you kind of forgot about.
1: Right. I mean, to me, that that would be an effective way to bring the crowd back down and then get them back into it. You can jumpstart it again. So— something to think about i think they should listening. think about
0: that like the the crowd needs to go stretch their legs for a minute and just yeah. walk around get you
1: know get some energy back get a last burst of uh, a last burst of merchandise sales and concession sales let people walk around bathroom break and then you know I mean, even if it's only like 20 30 minutes do something but yeah, if these shows are going to be getting longer, it'll be interesting to see how people react to it. And like we said, it's not going to change anything for us. We're still going to be watching because what's one extra hour of my time when I already have the whole night set aside for the fucking pay-per-view? Like, <laughs> like that's not going to be the, the, the deal breaker for somebody like me. Yeah, no, I'm going uh, to be tuning in regardless. And,
0: you know, even if we're all, you know, didn't love this week's Raw and we want to give it a break, You know, you can still watch the highlights on YouTube, and then just you know catch up on Ring of Honor, you know, or catch up on New Japan. There's all the flavors, all the flavors of ice cream. You'll find some you enjoy. I pop in and out of WWE once in a while. Like there'll be a while where you know I'll catch Raw every single week, but then something like the Bobby Lashley thing happens, and uh, you know maybe I'll I'll just uh, watch from a distance for a little bit.
1: I will acknowledge that after the Bobby Lashley segment. For the next 30 minutes, I tuned out, and then I just completely shut off the show and went to bed last night. So, I guess they did get me to tune out last night. So, might need to work on that before you get your billion dollars. Just saying. Don't you feel like we should say something nice? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, just for any new listeners, at the end of every show, we like to say something nice. Uh, to, I feel like there's been a couple uh, complaining episodes lately. Typically pretty positive, but all the complaining, you know, all of it's geared at WWE. I don't think any of it's been thrown at New Japan or Ring of Honor.
1: Uh, no, they're not doing really a whole lot uh, to to bitch about lately. So WWE's catching all the shit, which actually makes sense. I think that's what people would expect from us. But uh, Derek, do you so, have anything to
0: say nice about somebody? We we always pick a wrestler that we've you know not been kind to in the past, and maybe uh, maybe throw him a bone, say say something nice.
1: I'll say something nice, and I think this is an appropriate. I think this is an appropriate time to do it if I haven't done it already. Um, and this isn't necessarily somebody I ragged on a lot, but uh, I think the time is is ripe to give proper credit to Cody Rhodes. This wasn't a guy that I was like a big fan of in WWE while he was there. But the guy left after having some moderate success there and he made a list of goals. And a lot of people laughed at him when he talked about doing, you know, all in a lot of people didn't think that he would have the success on the indie scene like he has had. And people need to start giving him proper credit. He proved a lot of people wrong. He reinvented himself. He made his image. Uh, the Bullet Club has obviously you know helped him a lot along the way, but you know he's put in the work, and I keep saying it because I can't think of a reason why it's not true. This is the biggest and most important indie wrestling show of all time it 's being run by the boys, and he teamed up with the young bucks, and this is kind of their brainchild and he made this a reality, and this is exciting as hell, and I just think he deserves all the credit in the world so congratulations to Cody and the bucks, but specifically Cody on uh, the success and hopefully they pull off a really fucking awesome show. And I think they will. So well done, Cody. Well yeah, done. Cody. I
0: completely agree with you with Cody. He was somebody that I didn't not like him when he was in WWE, but you know, right. they didn't give us a lot of reason to like him. I think we always appreciated that even with Stardust, he gave it fucking everything. Yeah. Like he, he was... committed to the, committed to the role. He de- oh yeah, absolutely. Like he was, he was Stardust. Not you know, not everybody's favorite character or anything, but he committed to it. And then when he left and went to the Indies, his his wrestling style didn't immediately grab me because you know the first time I saw him on the Indies was he showed up to Bola. One of his goals was to wrestle at Bola. That was actually the only time I ever, I think Cody ever actually wrestled at PWG were those two nights, yeah. and he wrestled still a very WWE. Style, like you know nothing had really changed, but it also hadn't really been very long and the more he went on, the thing that really started to grab me with Cody Rhodes was how he was on being the elite their uh their web series. He is so goddamn funny that just every yeah. t- time he uh, there's just certain people that if they swear the right way, it just gets me every time, and there's something about hearing Cody Rhodes say Fuck that that just works perfect. Like when he's like, this is, this is Bernard, the business bear. He's all, he's all fucking, fucking business. business.
1: I, <laughs> and like, so are, are, are you doubling down with me in your praise of Cody Rhodes?
0: No, I actually have one this week myself. I just wanted to sing Cody a little praise
1: as well. Well, quit fucking upstaging me asshole. I'm Who are sorry. you saying
0: something nice about? I was just telling people to watch being the elite. Okay. Mine this <laughs> week. Uh, this might be a little bit of a surprise. Gender Mahal. I did gender a while
1: back. What do you got to say? Say it. Say it. So
0: he had a match uh, on Raw last night. One of my uh, coworkers, Jeremy, was telling me, hey, JT, what's up? Uh, He he usually listens to the show at his desk. I can hear him listening to it occasionally. So I hope (laughs) that I get to hear this. Uh, But he was saying, he's like, the gender Mahal match wasn't bad. And I didn't believe him. So I watched it for myself and there was something about gender last night that didn't rub me the wrong way at all. I don't know. Like he took away like I feel like he always had really cartoony facials that made him feel like an 80s movie villain. (laughs) And uh, he didn't have that last night. And He just kind of seemed like a badass. And there was something about him and Roman Reigns that worked. There was no belt involved. It's just two dudes kicking the shit out of each other. And I think that works for them.
1: (laughs) Well, this is funny because much like Roman Reigns, I think a lot of people are 50-50 on this and they're split as to how to feel about this money in the bank match between each other. Some people think that, oh, fuck, Chicago's not going to give a fuck about this. And then you're seeing some people who are like, wow, this is actually better than I thought it would be. And who knows why that dynamic is what it is. Um, Roman, like I said, usually does draw the 50-50 crowd response. Well, but I'm I'm wondering if it has something to do with like Okay, I don't really care for
0: Marvel movies a whole bunch. We kind of get the exact same stories from wrestling. I'm happy people enjoy the Marvel movies, watch them all you want. Not for me. But a big part of it for me is the stakes are always so high in the Marvel movies. You know, like the world's going to, it's always going to end and then it doesn't. Uh, We've always got Roman Reigns in these high stakes matches. Maybe this, (laughs) they brought down the stakes a little bit so that you can actually just watch him work and not have to worry about what's going to happen. Because I think it,
1: that, that could be very, that could very well be right, but I also think it has something to do with both of them have weird perceptions from the fans. There was an outright rejection of gender as WWE champion and how long that lasted, and there was an, there's been obviously the, all the rejection that Roman Reigns has gotten from fans, and it's almost like they've flipped roles in this feud, and something about it is just refreshing. That's my take on it. No, I...
0: I agree. It's also, uh, sorry, just going back to Roman for a second, because I was thinking about this while I was watching it. It's so weird to watch him fight somebody like Kevin Owens. Roman? Yeah, because there's just so many indie guys on the WWE roster that when you bring in a guy who looks like he could stand next to like Schwarzenegger in a movie, (laughs) fighting what an indie wrestler looks like. There's just something where, like, this is fucked up. <laughs>
1: like, how did this Well, guy- you know, I think that's there, but I also think those two actually do work really well together. And it made me happy. Like, it's it's been nice seeing since Owens has come back to Raw. They're actually putting him in situations where they're showing that he can be a threat to top guys again. So, that's helped. But, yeah, there is something weird, like, you know, whether it's the size or whether it's the look. Um, but... I don't know. That that was, I guess that is a positive from, from raw was they did handle a few things. Well, before they got to the Lashley Zane segment, before we get out of here, one important thing. I just, we, we, I want to remind everyone, if you're going to submit for the contest, it's important that you put the subject line. I want all in, send your pictures of your reviews that you submit for the podcast, uh, the before and the after and send it to predetermined it, predeterminedpodcast at gmail.com. I just want to make sure that we're clear on that before we get out of here so there's no confusion. Real
0: quick before we leave, I have one one tiny other thing about Raw. Do you, The main event of this week was Finn Balor versus Braun Strowman. Is that the closest I'm ever going to get to Brock Lesnar versus uh, Finn Balor? Possibly. That was actually a good match. We watched, uh, we watched Braun Strowman sell for Finn Balor, and there was a moment that they shot it so perfect. That is one thing that I will give WWE credit for. They always have really good camera angles when they yeah, know they they're do. gonna be doing something. Yeah. Uh, there was that moment where he knocked where Finn Balor knocks Braun Strowman over the barricade and he's in the corner selling and then Braun Strowman just rises up from the ground like a fucking monster. <laughs> like
1: Michael Myers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Loved it. I loved that they were going to be friends, then they agreed that they should just beat the shit out of each other, and that we almost got to see uh, Finn Balor win. And he crushed an apple in his hand before the match. That was pretty funny. He did like, okay, when he crushed that apple, there was a moment after, he, he didn't just crush it and drop, he crushed, then squished it around a little bit with his fingers. And I'm like, settle down
1: and finn Balor did give the oh shit what am i getting into look
0: we're like this man's so sick that he just he did the little squishes and i think even stephanie was like too much <laughs> all right everybody thanks for hanging out with us this week uh we'll be back next thursday we're on every thursday i think it goes up midnight and by i think i know because i fucking post it uh yeah. hey have a good Submit week. those reviews Submit those reviews. Yes. And also give us a follow on Instagram at Predetermined Podcast, at Twitter, on Twitter at Wrestle Hangout, and we're on Facebook at Wrestle Hangout.
1: Hit our goddamn music.